Welcome to VoiceOver Experts, brought to you by Voices.com, the number one voiceover marketplace. VoiceOver Experts brings you tips, pearls of wisdom, and techniques from top instructors, authors, and performers in the field of voiceover. Join us each week to discover tricks of the trade that will help you to develop your craft and prosper as a career voiceover talent. It's never been easier to learn, perform and succeed from the privacy of your own home and at your own pace. This is truly an education you won't find anywhere else. This week, Voices.com is pleased to present Pat Fraley. How do you do? You seem to be in a great hurry. I say, will you dine with me sometime? I don't mind. I'm off Thursdays. I'll meet you at Victoria in the second class waiting room. That was Leslie Howard and Betty Davis doing a pretty passable Cockney accent in Of Human Bondage. Movies are a great source for studying dialects. Hi, I'm Pat Fraley. First of all, forgive the sound quality here. I'm out in the bunkhouse in Studio City. There's birds outside, dogs barking. But I want to get this information to you now. Hey, if you want slick, get Michael Buble. Anyway, this is about dialects. I'm on a mission. I always have a mission. And that is to encourage you to study dialects. I was talking to my friend Ginny McSwain, the goddess of directors for interactive gaming and animation in North America. And she wrote this. As I work more and more on these games, Pat, I can't tell you how important learning dialects properly has become. Studying should be a requirement for voiceover in this 21st century. Ginny. A couple reasons why dialects are so important. Interactive games and audiobooks. First, interactive games. The tracks are recorded in English for the world. The foreign market is huge. The trend is for creating international casts of characters, requiring dialects of all sorts. And with few exceptions, these games are not recorded in other languages. European and Asian gamers hear the performances and rely on subtitles to navigate through the games. Producers don't want to hear American or Canada accents for their tracks, as non-English speaking gamers do not want to hear the telltale lilts and sounds of North American accents during the umpteenth hour of play. By the way, the default accent on many of these games is Mid-Atlantic, which sounds like generic UK to the American and Canadian ears. Do you hear I'm softening my R's and I'm making a little bit more rounded tones? Another reason for the importance of accents and dialects is audiobooks. Right now, about 4,000 books a year are recorded for the audiobook market. My friend Craig Black, the president of Blackstone Audio, told me recently that in the next four years, this figure of recorded books will jump up to 24,000. Why? Because of the success of downloadable audiobooks. This means virtual inventory for the publishers. So here's the problem. In the voiceover arena, we have to work rapidly. Most dialect and accent books are packed with all sorts of different sound changes for every dialect and include nuances and a lot of material that we just can't absorb quickly. So what's the solution? Here's what I suggest you do. You go through these chapters and you pull out the essential sounds required to create a real simple generic dialect. I've done this on all the major dialects and I put them on an essential accent worksheet. For example, British. 
I probably have about a dozen changes that have to happen to take you from a standard American dialect to a British dialect. So how does it sound? If I were to talk to you like this, you can see that I'm only making a few changes. I'm not doing a lot. I soften my ahs. I make sure that I say aw instead of ah. I say love instead of love. That's about it. Then, of course, you need a couple key lilts. This is the music underneath and absolutely essential to be able to even start with a dialect. I like to use this one, da-da-da-da, and I also like to use da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It's really none of your affair. When you have a script, you immediately have to trot one of those lilts out underneath the words. You can always get nuancy later, but don't overwhelm yourself when you're approaching a new dialect. I like to look at it as like uh, remodeling your kitchen. Okay, you're going to have to have a sink, you're going to have to have cupboards, and you're going to have to have counter space. That's like the essentials in dialect. But you're going to have like tile floor, are you going to have a butcher block, are you going to have a double sink? Those things you can add on after you get the essentials. Give me an example. All right, now I'm doing my generic British. What I like to do is add a little London chop to it. That gives it a specificity. Also, I like to put a little cockney underneath, as if it's lurking, as if the character came from being a cockney, but now they're trying to change classes a little bit. And so then that actually smacks of authenticity. Now let's talk about authenticity. We see this a lot. We want an authentic dialect. So what is an authentic dialect? It's not doing everything in the chapter of a book. What an authentic dialect really means is that people come from different places. Their parents might come from different places. They might, as my example was, be from one class moving to another. Larry Moss, my friend and dialect coach to the stars, has this concept called an idiolect, where he points out that a dialect not only talks about a regionality or a country, but it also reveals character and ideology or psychology. One of the examples he gives is this concept of the stereotypical Mexican, who is often portrayed as lazy and slow. Well, where do we get that notion? Think of it this way. Here's a foreigner in a foreign land who doesn't speak the language very well. He's perhaps here illegally, and he's entering our society at the lowest class possible. So when you get this kind of thing of not being able to look someone in the eye and being hesitant to talk to someone, well, hey, doesn't it make sense? Not about stupid and lazy. It's about being illegal, low in class, and not knowing the language. Just for a moment, imagine this same Mexican is back in Mexico and he's speaking English to someone in his own country. Perhaps you hear some more confidence in what he says because, because he's not working with gringo. He knows the language pretty well. You get more of a sound of Ricardo Montalban than you do of Pancho and these kind of stereotypical dialects. Interesting concept from Larry Moss. Another tip for authenticity is to think about who trained your character to speak English. If I'm doing Russian and he learned uh, American English over here, you're going to hear hard R. You're going to get this sound like this. Now, if you are trained by British, you'll have a softer R. You'll also have uh, him saying master and command and modeling more of the British way of speaking. Also, for research, I suggest two things. Yes, go on the internet. You can find sites where you can hear authentic dialects. This is always good, especially if you're picking up more lilts and some nuance. 
But major resource brings me to movies. We have such total access. What do you listen to? Americans doing dialects. See, they're up against the same thing we are. And I'm not suggesting you just watch Meryl Streep movies. I mean, she's so good that after 30 seconds, I forget that I'm trying to listen to her dialect work and I get sucked in. No, you want to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Watch Kevin Cosner in uh, Robin Hood. Find out where he's going wrong. You see, you're called upon not to just model excellence, but to be able to discern so if I can be helpful in any way, if you have any questions, just email me at patfraley at AOL.com or go to my website, patfraley.com, and you can get me through there. Thanks for your time. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about the special guest featured in this Voices.com podcast, visit the VoiceOver Experts show notes at podcasts.voices.com slash voiceoverexperts. Remember to stay subscribed. If you're a first-time listener, you can subscribe for free to this podcast in the Apple iTunes podcast directory or by visiting podcasts.voices.com. To start your voiceover career online, go to voices.com and register for a voice talent membership today.